Blog Talk Radio. Friday night adult talk show. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Comment allez-vous? Ooh, how's everybody doing? Everything is cool on this end. Oh, another Friday night. Yes, it is. Friday night. Feeling right. Thank God for the end of the week. How you, how you, you praying doing for Kevin? the end of the week, uh, Red One? Yes. Yes, I'm love. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a rough one. I can imagine. <laughs> What's up, Papa? Not much, you know. Just want to thank the public for hanging in there with us. I mean, we finally got back together again, the whole crew here. Everybody had their little thing going on, you know, summertime, so people are doing things and taking care of business and handling crap, but uh, at least we're live and, uh, you know, Hollywood's on strike, but uh, (laughs) we're live. We're not on strike. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's good to be back in the studio Mm -hmm. and uh, getting it in. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm just so happy. I can't even tell you how happy I am that it is Friday. Woo, Friday. <laughs> it's hot out here for a pimp. I hear. <laughs> I hear. Huh. Mm-hmm. My, my. All right. Um, well. What you leading off with tonight, Papa Diddy? You know, um, well, I'm going to talk later on about the ESPYs and my uh, what's popping, you know, different things. I caught it kind of halfway through. I missed about an hour and a half, but it seemed like I really caught the backside of it, which had a lot of things. But I'm reading today on the, uh, you know, different uh, media stories. You remember the track star, you know, Shakira Richardson? The That's young the lady girl with that, the orange hair? Well, Reddish-orange. I don't know what color. Hair is all kind of different colors. She's the one that uh, didn't go to the Olympics because she had marijuana in her system. Yes, that's her. Yeah, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but her hair is not always orange. She ran the other day. It was green. So um, don't, don't okay. hold on to the hair color. I always see the orange, but go ahead. No, it was green the other day. Mm-hmm. And one day she took the wig off before she started running, and she had braids in her hair. I saw that gimmick. clip. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's complaining because she wasn't invited to the ESPYs the other night. Uh-uh. Now, mm. I'm thinking I, I'm thinking that it wasn't an oversight. It's just that, you know, the billet was probably full with uh, the people that was booked, the people that was going to win, and, and, and things like that. You had all the, you know, the K-1 
Kansas City Chiefs team there and different people that won stuff, and you had the, the soccer ladies there and all the people there. And, you know, one thing about – one thing you have to be today as a as a star or as a celebrity, you got you got to stay relevant, you know? And when that marijuana thing came up on her, this is just my opinion now, she went in a lot of different directions, you know? She's pissed off, went in hiding and was, you know – Bitching and complaining and all that jazz, and mm-hmm. but you gotta understand that your habit is not, uh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's not anything everybody gotta agree with. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The fact that you smoking weed, I don't think I would take that on a national track and field scale like that. And then when the backdrop of it happens to you and you get slighted for whatever reasons, you gotta think about what you did no not less than a year ago. You know, and and think that uh, you know, because the Olympics was in 2022. I mean, 2000. Well, it's been 20 and 20. But I think it was what when did it come in 21, early 22. It was backed up because of COVID. Right. So it's probably in 2020. But when she got slighted on that situation there, merely because of the, of the drugs, mm-hmm. it just kind of backed her up for a minute. So you really got to think, you know. While I'm still in the green of this situation, let me deal with the consequences and and, and get better. Win win races and get your ass back on top. But that's my opinion. What do you think? Can I get in now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, my opinion is totally different from what you just said. Because, for one, it's not like she's still been in hiding. She's been running. She's been on the track. And not only has she been running, she's been winning. She's been breaking records. She's been out there doing her thing, and she has not had any kind of involvement with any weed since that one time, and I stress one time, incident. I agree with her. Why was she not invited? All these other people out there, she didn't have to be up on the stage and all of that. She didn't even get invited. you telling me that it was just an oversight, that she couldn't even get invited to have a seat up in that whole arena? That ain't cool. And the point she was making, because I checked her out, the point she was making is that track and field get slighted a lot of times when it comes to these types of events because the ESPYs tends to focus more on the usual, football, basketball. You don't even see that much acknowledgement of the soccer players. Well, baseball. Baseball, yeah. But baseball is even like, after the football and the basketball. But track and field, where were they? They get slighted all the time, and that was her point. So I'm on her side. I think it was a snub and a slight, and I think the SB should be ashamed of themselves, not just for her, but for the way that they have handled track and field in general. Her point, now I don't know how true this is. She's probably right, but her point was, A lot of what the track and field athletes do, those folk in the football and basketball could never do. Now, that's what she said. I don't know. I've never tested them and put them up against each other. But she's saying the athleticism of the track and field athletes is on a whole different level, and it's time that the ESPYs recognize that. That's all I'm saying. What do you think, Kevin? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kinda of agreeing with you, Red Um, you're right. I think they 
light the um, field, uh, track and field, and it's not given enough recognition. They they so focus on um, basketball and uh, the other sports. Um, they don't they don't get enough play. Um, but then too, I think they might have been trying to uh, steer away from her because of the the drug thing. But she explained herself, and since then, she's been clean. She's been fine. I mean, you know, she's human. You know, people have mishaps. So, mm-hmm. but you can't shun somebody because, um, I hate to say it, sometimes when it comes to awards, you know, they think they're above everybody else. Come on now. Really? Don't, don't even do that. That, that. that wasn't right. I agree. Uh, I feel they, they they did it. They did her disservice because uh, she's done a lot of um, groundbreaking things. She, you know, had a lot of records and stuff. Um, breaking records. So give her at least that recognition. At least come on, man. It's not just her solely, but just the track and field period. Um, so yeah, that's my opinion. I agree. All right. Well, that was an interesting opener. So, unless you have a follow-up, Papa Didi, we'll go into the rundown. No, I just, I just feel like, um, I, I just think they probably ran out of space, you know, and she just wasn't, wasn't, men- wasn't mentioned, you know. I mean, you know, when you fill up seats like that, and you're making an itinerary, you know, different people that ain't standing up front with some true relevancy can get. Uh, get overstepped, you know, and I don't think it's intentional in my opinion. I really don't. I just think that, that it, facility you know, was big enough that they could accommodate one or two yeah, more people. There was a lot of people that weren't there. We're not saying you had to bring an entire team. Yeah, but she can't stand out. If she going, You can't say they slighted me and then say they slighted track and field. Who are you speaking for, your individual self or your, or your, or your people? Both. You can't speak on both because you don't represent both. You part of both. Well, it's only going to be representing her. But it's only going to be one of... ass in a chair. Okay. Okay. She wanted to. She wanted to be invited, which means she wanted her booty buns in a comfortable cushioned seat. Now you talking about now? Oh no, track and field people. Okay, what you want? Seventeen people to come. There ain't no seat for you. Who you represent? See, now you? we're getting into speculation. Well, she, she brought up the track and track field. Track and field was not represented. All right, well. There was no numbers given. Okay. So let's not make it sound like she wanted two or three rows. I think rows. she should try to get one seat for her. That's what she was <laughs> started out with. She okay. said she was slighted, and track and field was not represented. Okay, all right. All right, well. let's go to the rundown. We're not going to fight tonight, at least not yet. Uh, okay. Well, well let me just add. I'm 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 just looking up the ESPY awards and how they are selected, and they're selected globally online. Fan, fan balloting conducted from a bit amongst candidates selected by the ESPY select nominating committee. So award winners have been selected thereafter exclusively through global online fan balloting. So maybe the fans. Um, you know, was 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 wasn't steered in that direction. Because I don't hear too much about track and field people you know, on the SD Awards, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, All right. Know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe things will change. Maybe they'll be included next year, you know. Um, maybe that'll be a big deal next year. So. 
Yeah, I'm hoping okay. this will yeah. raise some attention, yeah. and yeah. next time around, it'll be more inclusion. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Swimmers yeah. and everything. Yeah, let's include everybody. If it's a sports award, that's yeah, you're right. It's, it's real dominated you know, by what's it, what's certain it, what's people. It, you know, where's the inclusion, diversity, inclusion, mm-hmm. all of that. Okay, well, let's go mm-hmm. to the rundown. What yes, you got ma'am. on the docket for tonight, Joe right. Kim? <laughs> all righty, in focus, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Opus Members Only Credit Union. Wow, kudos to them. Mm. Actors and writers make history with uh, bid to reshape industry. And also, Representative Senator finally ends crusade to defend white nationalism. Our cocktail of the week, I'm quite sure it's going to be a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Boy, we got a lot to say tonight. Our weird news, we have to lighten it up for it. Burger King dishing out all cheeseburger in Thailand. Also, handbag uh, teener than a grain of salt sold at auction. And also, a Atlanta man attempts to rob nail salon gets ignored. Also, I'm just saying with red wine, is the job for life still balanced? Also, living for the city with Papa Didi, of course, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss of this, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back to the focus. Hey, this is Red Wine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get Hey, real one. Are you talking about the pajama party where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about the I know you guys are not doing this spot without me. Show with the Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter. And don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, no. oh, no. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Hello, bonsoir, darling. And it's time to go in focus. And kettle, you are up first. Uh, what are you focused on tonight? Oh, yeah, put me to work tonight, huh? Okay, I'm That's right. Too. You were on vacation last week, so you got to work tonight. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, this is very interesting. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated opens first of its kind for members only credit union. Check that out. Um Ooh. The organization held a grand opening for its new for members only FMO credit union. The ribbon cutting occurred at the organization's corporate headquarters in Chicago. Um, the FMO is the first black owned, let me say that again. FMO is the first black owned woman led sorority based digital banking financial institution in the history of the United States. Kudos to the women. And some wow. of our sisters even signed up on site. Um, Go ahead, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Hey, 
doing That's what I'm talking about. You know it started right here at Howard University. 115-year-old mm. sorority initiated plans for the credit union a few years ago, focusing on efforts to generate economic and financial stability for women of color. Uh, it goes on to say everyone doesn't understand the impact we make financially, so you have to start doing things so folks know we know how to control our money. Hello. That's what uh, okay. Danette um, Anthony Reed said. She's the CEO of AKA Sorority. Uh, throughout its first year of operation, members of the FMO will have access to primary savings, loans, and other banking services. We want to invest in uh, what we own, uh, as one of the members uh, said. It's just awesome to know we have the opportunity to actually do something financial. Wow. The women of the AKA sorority have been hard at work creating new establishments on behalf of the organization. Uh, as previously reported uh, by Black Enterprise, the Gamma Omega chapter of Alpha uh, Kappa Alpha Sorority at the Sorority's nonprofit, Ivy Alliance Foundation, announced a collaboration to transform the former St. Louis home of the sorority founder, uh, Ethel Lau, into a museum. A land dedication for the 12,000-square-foot community center took place in December 2022. Wow. Damn, that's a lot. 12,000-square-foot. Wow. Hmm. Impressive. Yeah, they're doing their thing. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. You know, that that particular sorority started at um, Howard University here in Washington, D.C. Okay. H.U. You know. It is. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Shout out to the Alpha, Alpha Kappa Alpha. To even come up with the idea and follow through and do the daggone thing. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. I did a little research, and it was uh, nine original members that started this particular organization. Um, or, like I said, on the campus of uh, Howard University. So, um, kudos to them. I never knew that. Yeah, that. Uh, Alpha Kappa mm-hmm. Alpha. Uh, originated mm-hmm. on the campus of How Are You. That's cool. All right. It was founded January. Matter of fact, it was on Martin Luther birthday, January 15, 1908, on the campus of Howard University. Our founders were among the fewer than a thousand Negroes, as we were called back then, enrolled in higher education institution in 1908, and the 25 um, who received bachelor's of arts degrees from Howard University between 1908 and 1911. Nine juniors and seniors constituted the founding members. Wow. 1908, and that thing is still going strong. It's still going strong. Yep, yep. Mm. I give them another round of applause for the Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated doing the daggone thing. They're the ones with the red Mm -hmm. and white, right, with the pinky finger. I think that's their uh, thing. Pink, pink and green. No, uh, pink and oh, green. Pink that's green. Delta. Is that pink Red, and green? Oh, that's the Okay, I'm mixing yeah. them up. They're the pink and green? Okay. Pink and, pink and green, yep. Pink and green. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Good one. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I've got the next one, and this has to do with, of course, the the strike going on in Hollywood. This is so interesting to me. Hollywood right now is Tinseltown is shut down in many respects. There's so much going on with it. You know, it started with the Writers Guild, uh, the Writers Guild of America, WGA. They started out about 70 days ago, I guess roughly, when they went out on strike. They around with it for a long time. Yeah, they went out on strike. Well, now the Actors Union has partnered with them and said, yeah, we're walking. Because they realize the impact of everything that's going on. It's affecting everything. So, uh, you know, Fran Drescher, uh, remember her from The Nanny? Mm-hmm. She is actually the president of the uh, SAG and uh, AFTRA union. So she's been out there on the picket line saying, look, we got to stand together. Mm-hmm. Because basically what they're saying is that there's only but so much in the pie that needs to be divided. And the problem is that the executives are getting the majority of the pie. The pie is huge. And leaving the the little bit that's left for everybody Mm -hmm. else to try to fight over. And that's not Mm -hmm. cool because there's so many other players involved. I think sometimes when people think about Hollywood, you only think of the celebrities and the people you see. But there are thousands of people behind the scenes. You know, you got the boom, the audio, the 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 wardrobe yeah, people, the, yeah. the designers, set designers, costume designers, makeup. The I mean, it goes on and on. The people who do the food. I mean, it, the list is like, it just goes on and on. Like I said, and all of these people get affected when this kind of stuff happens. So, you got like right now, there's about 160,000 members in the uh, SAG and AFTRA. SAG and AFTRA, and that includes everybody from the actors to the singers and the dancers, and this is the first simultaneous strike by the two unions together since 1960. Check that out. First simultaneous strike since 1960. That goes to show you that there's a real problem that's going on, because everything has been somewhat cool up until then, but now... Fran Drescher is, you know, made her statement saying we're we're the victims here. We're being victimized by the very greedy entity, and she's saying that something's got to change. So part of this is being driven by the AI situation, because all this stuff about artificial intelligence is creating a whole nother problem. I saw uh, a screenwriting contest that came up where the whole premise of the contest was to submit your script and let it be judged by artificial intelligence. And I was looking at it going, wait a minute. You want humans to write a script and let artificial intelligence judge whether it's worthy of a cash prize? What are we doing here? And a lot of people in a lot of different companies who run these competitions started pushing back, saying, we don't want any part to this. We're not in it. We're not with it. Don't put our names on it. So it was good to see the level of solidarity behind that. But back to the strike, the talks have been falling apart. 
the negotiations just haven't been going well. I mean, they were trying to work it out before the midnight deadline. I think it was either last night or the night before, and it just wasn't happening. The the union was not getting what they were asking for. The ex- studio execs were not willing to give up more pieces of the pie. So the decision was, then we strike. So what's interesting to me is that these kind of strikes are going to have a domino effect. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier, and I was saying, I wonder how this is going to play out on network TV because network TV sells commercials based on the programming. But if you don't have fresh programming, and now the networks are going to be rerunning everything over and over for however long this lasts, or they're going to be pulling all kinds of crazy reality shows out of their butt, basically, are the the, uh, advertisers going to advertise for those things? So this is going to be interesting because the advertisers don't want to spend money to put their products on a show that doesn't have high viewership. So if the networks are putting a bunch of crap on, you can't then go to your advertisers and say, yeah, I want you to put your products on our show. And when when the numbers are showing, like the Nielsen ratings and all that, your viewership is down because guess what? Everybody's starting to go and catch up on streaming platforms because there's all kind of new stuff that nobody has the bandwidth to keep up with across the streaming platforms between Hulu, Netflix, BET+, uh, HBO Max, or whatever they're calling it, Max now. Apple TV. Apple TV. There's so many streaming, Discovery, all that stuff. It's out there with new programs that a lot of us haven't had time to catch up to. So now now that network TV is going into what I call stale mode, that's going to give opportunity for the streaming platforms to boost their viewership. So what's that going to do to the advertisers? So what I'm saying is that domino effect of, as they say in the movies, follow the money, This is going to be a problem. So I think the network executives, when they start getting pushback from the advertisers that say, hey, y'all need to settle this because otherwise we're going to start advertising on the cable platforms and the streaming networks and take our dollars elsewhere. We're not going to just keep giving y'all money if your numbers are down. And, I mean, that makes business sense. So this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So I stand in solidarity with everybody on the picket lines. I have friends and family that are out there picketing. So I say to all of you, stand strong, carry your signs, be proud. If I was in L.A., I would be honking my horn, or I would actually be out there on the line with you. But driving by, I'd be honking my horn. But I just think think that Hollywood needs to get a grip. You can't just put these things on the streaming platforms and limit the residual money that people should be able to earn and think that people are going to just sit down and take it. This is not the time in the day for that. Do what's right. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah, do what's right. 
COVID started all of this when everybody went to going straight into streaming instead of going to the big screen and then it goes to cable and then it goes to streaming because that's what it used to be. And then due to COVID, people weren't going to the movie theaters. So people were like, hey, we're just going to take our stuff and go straight to the streaming platform and try to get whatever we can get. And that just completely broke the the recipe that they were using. So I'm going to get off my platform on it. I'm very passionate about this topic because, like I said, I got friends and family that are part of this industry, and I don't want to see them get screwed, nor do I want to see anybody get screwed for the work that you do. Being creative is hard. It's hard work. These executives ain't creating nothing. They're sitting back getting paid off of other people's creativity, and that's some bull crap. That's all I'm saying. We'll move on. So, 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 so the bottom line is they're not paying them what they're worth, so to speak. That's correct. And the residuals are being either limited or reduced or removed due to either mm-hmm. artificial intelligence or the streaming platforms, the way it was structured. Okay. So that that's stuff crazy. needs to be straightened out. Yeah. And so yes, it's it sound is like it's a cheaper way. It's a cheaper way for them to to get the project, um, I guess, pushed artificial intelligence or whatever they call it. Um, but, I mean, there's real people out here that, that are writing real stories and need to be heard and seen. Um, so that's just so unfair to them. That's the sad yeah. part about it, I guess. Yeah. And if these executives think yeah. that you can make progress with scripts written by artificial intelligence, I'd like to see them try it. Because I don't care how smart mm-hmm. artificial intelligence is, the key word is artificial. It's still artificial, programmed by right. a human person. It's artificial. It yeah. does not have the spirit, the heart. It doesn't have that level of creativity. All artificial intelligence can do is pull together based on some kind of a formula um, that says these are the type of words that fit together, that go together, that make a script. But it doesn't have that mm-hmm. human element. You can never replicate that right. with a computer. I don't care what they come up with. Right. So their biggest thing is they either trying to get rid of it or they want they demand more money. Is that the key thing? They want more money? Well, people just want to be able to, to earn a living a fair living. There are people in Hollywood that work multiple side jobs just to be able to stay in the work that they love because what they Mm -hmm. earn from what they do in Hollywood does not allow them to actually live. You know, they're not being paid a fair enough wage. So it's like you get paid pennies on the dollar, so to speak, and now I still got to go wait right. tables. I got to go work in a car wash or a grocery store or deliver Amazon packages or whatever just so that my family doesn't starve and end up on the street. And they shouldn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Not while right. these executives are making 
thirty, forty million dollars just for being an executive, mm-hmm. and they're not creating or doing anything. Right. Seems like the writer is at the bottom of the totem pole as far as pay. Pretty much. Yeah, so. And it all starts I with see. a good script. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, I gotta go get me so some more ice now. <laughs> Fire it up. All right. Over all to you, right. Papa D. Oh. What's your in focus uh story for tonight? What you got? Well that was pretty heavy. And, yeah, uh, it's a lot going well, on. We gotta revisit that because that's not uh And we're gonna follow this every week to see what's going on. Because that's not over yet at all. Mm-mm. Not by any stretch. Ooh, so much, so much. But like I said, I, I stand in solidarity with everybody on the picket line. All right, over to you, Papa Didi. What's going on? All right, this is this is about a guy who's, you know, he's living in his in his past life. And like I've always said, a lot of these um, senators and Congress people, you know, they they've they've lived some lily white lives their whole their whole life, you know, and they have had their own they kept their own little traditions, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's come it's come back to haunt them now, you know, because this particular uh, senator from Alabama, they call him Tommy Tubbleware, but his name is Tuberville. But they call him Tupperware. This man is like holding up all the different promotions of the, of different uh, high-ranking people, mainly from this one black guy that's supposed to become the Joint Chief of Staffs, and he just ain't that white guy from Alabama just ain't seeing that. He's just racist as hell, and he's just trying to hold everybody back from progressing because he thinks once he becomes uh, the Joint Chief of Staff, other black people get in, and this is how these people were raised. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they not going to give up on the beliefs of their fathers and grandparents, you know? That's what their fathers and grandparents told them, and they got to come in as casual as they can in the world today but be just as racist as they need to be because the stuff this guy is doing, you know, this Republican from Alabama, Tumberville, he's just holding up the whole promotions of people in the Pentagon, getting their new jobs because they're trying to hold it back. So Trump can get out, I mean, so uh, Biden can get out of office, and then they ain't got to bring it. You, you want to keep it off balance like the Supreme Court. You know, that's why Governor Abbott, every time he does something, he says it's going to go to the Supreme Court. I mean, you can't just let all your little complaints and everything just go. The Supreme Court will have more, you know, camaraderie than that, to deal with a bunch of people's arguments. Because he's putting buoys in the water up there. And the, the one guy who does canoeing for people stopped him because it goes right down the route that he goes to do, uh, you know, canoeing tours. And Abbott's got these big old buoys in the water where he can't even make no money. And he's saying, what the hell's going on? Why is everybody so busy trying to stop people from crossing the border when people are coming in the country from all over the damn world? That's just Texas. Why does Texas think everything's being invaded by them? But anyway, getting back to the story about this guy, Tubbleware. This guy is so racist. He's from Alabama. And like I said, whenever you go on Route 10, if you're driving from Florida to New Orleans and you're going on Route 10, you're going to ride through Florida a whole lot. And then once you get through Florida, you're going to go through Alabama. I suggest that you keep on going through Alabama if you got to take a piss. 
and don't piss until you get to Mississippi, which is an hour away. You know, in a little town called Gulfport, Mississippi, is right there on Route 10 as you come out of Pensacola. So you go through Florida, you know, west on 10. Once you get through Pensacola, you'll hit Mobile, Alabama, after you get through Pensacola, hour away. Keep going through Mobile until you get to Gulfport, Mississippi, which is an hour from Mobile. And an hour from Gulfport, Mississippi is New Orleans on Route 10 when you're coming up from Florida. So just so you know, because Alabama ain't shit, I'm telling you. Alabama's been kicking black folks' asses for years, going all the way back to Governor Wallace, Governor George Wallace, who was a damn mess. And now you got this senator now. Now this guy was just a governor raising hell, George Wallace back in the day, battling with Martin Luther King. But this guy here, Tommy uh, Tuberville, he's a senator. And he just, and then one of his little buddies from uh, this guy here from Arizona, he gets on and talks about different, he wanted to pass his bill. He's putting different amendments in there, stopping different, he said, well, well, I'm not trying to stop things that's going to affect, you know, black people or colored people. Colored. And people said, colored? Colored? Where the fuck did you get that word? Where did you pull what? that rabbit out of your hat with that what? word? Yeah, his name, put him on the kisser list. His name is Eli Cran, C-R-A-N-E. Eli Cran. Pull it up. If you buy a computer, anybody listening, Eli Crane, C-R-A-N-E. He's okay. from Arizona. He's just a congressman. This boy gets on there talking about black people saying, well, I don't want to, I'm not trying to stop any, it seems like, even though it seems like I'm stopping stuff from black people or colored people, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Whatever you oh, want to call Whatever you want to, okay. Oh, who the fuck, nobody calls us colored but you. Okay, You Eli fucking backwards thinking ass motherfucker, really? Are you serious? Mm-mm-mm. And he just says this shit boldly, shows that that's all the intelligence he has. And these guys, you know, they live in that life, and that's what their parents and grandparents taught them. And these jokers are in their 50s now, and they're still saying the same shit that they dead-ass grandparents and great-grandparents taught their asses a long time ago. Mm-mm. And the worms and ate their bodies up years ago in the fucking grave, and they still talking like granddaddy, not paying attention to how many sunrises and sunsets that went by since their fucking racist ass granddaddy dropped dead. That motherfucker's dead, and you still talking just like him? You lost your fucking mind. That shows you ain't paying attention to the world at all. You living life just like them assholes taught you, and he gonna get up there in Congress in the Capitol building. And say, well, black people or colored people, whatever you want to call them, colored people. Damn. Mm, call I haven't me a heard fucking, that one in a minute. Call me a Negro first. Damn, but colored? What the fuck? Wasn't that on the sign of water fountains and shit? Yep. Colored, colored drink here and mm-hmm. colored. What, what fucking time frame is he? And this man is not even like 50 years old. So why the fuck you got a mentality like that and you're not even 50? Boy, you, man, you cut your body open. You got an old-ass fucking soul. Anyway. But anyway, hopefully they can change this guy, uh, Tommy Tumberville, who's stopping these black people from getting promoted to become Joint Chiefs of Snap. And, and Biden's pissed off because he nominated these black folks to be in charge of the whole military, and they just don't want black people running shit. So they're bringing their racist stuff in there, and he's one of the people voting on the thing for him to get nominated. Oh, he's blocking the nomination? He's blocking the nomination, exactly. Oh, But like I said, once they start seeing people progressing, when they see black people rise up with four pretty-ass stars on each collar, 
these racist motherfuckers get nervous because they're like, God damn, we getting phased out. Of course you are. How many? How long have you phased us out? You know what I mean? What the hell? Welcome to the club, motherfucker. You know. Anyway, right. I'm leaving that alone. His name is Tommy Tumberville. He's a Republican from Alabama, and he's blocking these black, uh, high-ranking. Well, I put him on the kissing list. People from getting promoted to become in charge, Joint Chiefs of Staff, and right. in charge when another person wants to be in charge of the Marines, even a couple of white people, he's not, you know, promoting because he knows that they're all in together. But like I said, pay attention to the news. If you ain't got nothing else to do nowadays, look at the damn news, okay? Oof. Stay off the fucking internet and look at some real news. All right. Anyway. All right, Papa Didi. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a quick break, and then we come, we're coming back with cattle and the much-deserved needed a cocktail of the week. Woo! It's the Pajama Party Show, and we'll be right back after the break. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the kissing list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to John Pike. When he was Papa DDM here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for the cocktail of the week, 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 week. With Kettle. Uh, we need a good one, Kettle. So what you got for us? It's I been see. a heck of a week. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. I got a good one for you. This one is it's very interesting. Step up your mixology game with the smoked pineapple rum cocktail. The hand-smoked rum cocktail recipe is made with pineapple juice and spiced rum for complex tropical flavors. All right. Um, this rum cocktail ingredients include spiced rum, of course, uh, you can use your preference, but Captain Morgan is the favorite. Two ounces of spice rum, pineapple juice, four ounces of that. Of course, uh, you can use fresh squeeze or, you know, you can use a, uh, a good pineapple juice of your choice. Lemon juice, one ounce of that, uh, freshly squeezed. Lime juice, also freshly squeezed. Ground cinnamon, one-fourth um, teaspoon. Smoked paprika. One four teaspoon and wood chips four to five for smoking. Aha! Now we're going to make this pineapple rum cocktail. In a cocktail shaker, combine the spice rum juices, half of a 
cup of ice and spices. Shake vigorously, obtain a foamy cocktail, and transfer to a wide mouth glass. Also, how to hand smoke a cocktail. Place a cocktail strainer over the top of the glass. Um, top with four or five wood chips and light wood chips with torch until one higher. Immediately place a second glass um, over top of the wood chips in the glass, capturing smoke inside the glass, of course. Wood chips will extinguish and smoke will fill upper glass, confusing the cocktail. Remove the glass when smoke has distinguished. Also, um, the garnish, freshly uh, wedge of pineapple, of course. And that is the um, smoked pineapple rum cocktail. Wow. Smoked, wait a minute, I'm trying to write it down. Smoked pineapple <laughs> rum, rum cocktail. cocktail. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And, uh, they, they say you can pair it up with the braised short rib taco or chipotle chicken uh, sequitos or smoky black bean quesadilla or a load of poor pork nachos. All of it sounds good to me. All right, Kevin. I got that one written down. That's a good one. Smoked pineapple rum cocktail. Love it. All right, Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. We thank you both for that. And it's time for What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. What's Poppin'? What's Poppin', Papa Didi? I'll tell you what, um, because Espy's boy was Poppin'. Ah. I caught it midway. I got, uh, it came on 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I picked it up around 9.30. I lost about an hour and a half, so I missed some of the beginning parts of it and things like that. But the one thing I'm glad I'd seen was uh, was uh, LeBron James' wife introducing him. I've never heard something so sincere and so honest and so beautiful. How she just, you know, spoke to spoke to LeBron James, her husband, in the highest regard, with all the children up there and everything, you know, and just. Speaking a whole complete situation on this man's 20-year-plus career where he just dominated the boards, you know. And they're also living in the life like uh, uh, Michelle Obama and uh, and Barack Obama, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Living a basically, uh, you know, drama, drama-free drama life. I mean, nobody's perfect, you know what I mean? But uh, at least their life has uh, now that it's been leveled off to what it is. At least they're living a life where scandal's not the issue. You know what I mean? You got so many people up there like a Donald Trump that got more damn ex-wives than damn children and all kinds of, you know, paying off prostitutes and all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And these people want the high regard held on their ass. And he gets up there with his two sons and his daughter and his wife, and they're talking about his achievements and things like that, rightly so, as far as his basketball achievements and the things he's done for civil rights and things of this nature. And it spoke on the grand, grandioso way. And then he came up on stage, you know, wearing all his dapper clothes and his funky sunglasses and the whole nine and just put it in and said his piece and made his piece and, and kept his stuff mature. It was such a, such a grand 
nobody could speak on at the end of the day, black, white, or indifferent. Even even people like Patrick Mahomes and anybody out there, Seth, you know, uh, what's the boy's name for the Gold State Warriors? Curry. Curry and all. Nobody could speak. You know what I mean? Nobody. Shaq, nobody could speak on anything on what he said to to doubt it or talk about it because him and his wife and children was up there representing. And then another thing they did, they brought up the other brother, um, Mello, Camelo Anthony, and all his achievements. He just retired. So he wouldn't be lost in the mix and not be relative to the world. He came out there with uh, Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade, you know, and, and, and LeBron James again. And they talked about Camelo Anthony. And he came up, you know, and said his piece. I mean, Camelo Anthony won two gold medals in the Olympics, you know. So the boy is just on fire with things. And he's just, you know, but everybody, all they can talk about is the situation with his wife and whatever happened with that particular situation. But Camelo Anthony was a basketball player, and he was a hell of a basketball player. And done his thing, and they honored him by talking about him, and I just just want to speak on those two particular honors between LeBron James and his family and his wife speaking on him and then the other brothers coming up again and talking about Camilo Anthony. He came up and said his thing just to make everybody relevant on who and what they are. And that generation came up later in the game, after the Michael Jordan era, and them jokers are now ready to retire. So just go to show you that, you know, people like Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James and Camilla Anthony are four brothers now that's hitting the, the, the sports retirement age. You know, Chris Paul and LeBron is still hanging in there, but Dwayne Wade is retired. And Camilla Anthony just retired. So just go to show you another generation has passed in, you know? Mm-hmm. So life just goes on. It just goes on. And if you ain't paying attention, you're going to miss it. <clears throat> So now we're up to a whole nother thing. So stay tuned. You know, I love the beautiful black men out there representing yesterday at the ESPYs. It was beautiful. That's all I got to say. That's cool. All right. Thank you, Papa Didi. Oh, let's see. We're going to keep it moving and get ready to lighten it up with the weird news. And I think I've got the first one tonight, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to kick off the weird news with something going on with Burger King over in Thailand. Burger King has got a new dish in Thailand that's causing a bit of a meltdown for the foodies. The fast food joints seem to have abandoned their slogan of have it your way when they debuted a totally cheese burger on their Facebook page, only for the Thailand region over the weekend. They posted saying, it's no joke, this is for real, according to their Facebook page. And the picture on the Facebook page, just for Thailand, showed off 20 slices of American cheese sandwiched between their classic sesame-seeded bun. It had no meat, no veggies, no condiments, none of that. No ketchup, no mustard, no pickles, nothing. It was 20 slices of American cheese in between a sesame-seeded bun. They said that this Thailand 
uh, was being tempted. The lactose lovers were being tempted with this uh, full of flavor cheese. They call it a quote-unquote cheeseburger. Now, it was uh, the dairy-centric super cheeseburger was first available this past Sunday and was costing $3.10, which was reduced from its original price of $10.90. However, diners weren't really feeling this total cheeseburger. One person said he struggled eating just half of it. I mean, who wants to eat all that American cheese and bread? That's just nasty in my opinion. But, um, you know, the story went on to say that Burger King has done some other adventurous moves. Uh, If you remember back in 2015, they had this Halloween burger where it was completely black not burnt black it was just black and it didn't go too well not a success and then in 2018 they came out with the impossible burger you know trying to do something for the vegans and all that so you know they come out with stuff they come out with different things you know they had a a weird looking pink sauce trying to tie into the barbie movie so they, they keep trying to come up with stuff, but, yeah, this total cheeseburger, nah. Even if it was available, I wouldn't touch it. I don't know about anybody else, but I would take a pass on a American cheese, quote-unquote, burger. Uh, that's my weird news. I think Burger King is just tripping. Uh, <laughs> There's no burger inside. Why do you even say they might as well say bun bun, bun cheese, uh, whatever burger? <laughs> yeah, they call it a cheeseburger. And like, there's no meat, no ketchup, no mustard, no pickles. Just and of all cheeses, American cheese. Yeah, I They're tripping. Anyway, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, Cattle, what's your weird news tonight? Uh, this is crazy here. People just they don't have anything else to do with their money. A handbag tinier than a grain of salt sold for five figures at auction. A tiny knockoff Louis Vuitton handbag sold for $63,750 at auction earlier this year. The green bag was made by the New York-based art collective MSCHF measures in at 657 by 222 by 700 micrometers, smaller than a grain of salt, and narrow enough to pass through the eye of a meal. The bag was on display in Paris earlier this month, mounted under a microscope. It acts as a uh, commentary on the impracticality of ever-shrinking luxury handbags. I think bad and a funny object because it derives from something rigorously functional. <laughs> but it has basically become jewelry. The MSCHF has made waves in recent years for a number of unusual creations, such as um, the big red boots and, and its um, Satan shoes with um, little knobs. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, the microscopic handbag was sold at Jupiter, an auction house founded by Louis Vuitton, men's designer and music producer for Williams, 
We are big in the art of forgiveness, not permission school, said Weissner. The art collective has dealt with legal issues over some pieces. For real love, big hats. So we made him an incredibly small bag. <laughs> okay. That is crazy. Um, what was paid $63,000 for that? They crazy. You said that the, this is an actual handbag that is the size of a grain of salt. Did mm-hmm. I hear that correctly? Okay. Yeah, you have to use a microscope to see it. And, it's a and they paid a tiny they knuckle. paid a knuckle almost okay. sixty four thousand dollars for this for this particular thing. Mm-mm. That's that's crazy. I I don't know what to say about these folks. I don't I don't I don't understand people. They just fascinated with these things, right. and they have nothing else to do with these. They're um they're a money. It's crazy. It they just want to be the person. The bag, or I bought the largest, this, that, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. It would never mm-hmm. be me, but okay. All right, Papa Didi, over to you. You got the last weird news story. What's up? This is a this is weird. Atlanta man attempts to rob the uh, nail salon and gets ignored. Oh, he ignored him. Yeah. Okay. This is happening in Atlanta. It's called a Rob's, uh, Rob, this man attempts to rob the nail salon and he gets ignored by everyone. The man attempts to rob an Atlanta salon last week, uh, didn't go as planned. Had the patient basically ignore him. They identified a suspect with his hand in, his, in, in a bag as if he was holding a weapon. Storming into what's called a nail first salon last Monday, demanding money according to Atlanta Vox affiliates. Although the man shot everybody get down, give me all your money. Surveillance videos showed that he was ignored by both the customers and the employees. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> so the salon owner even decided it was okay to answer the phone during the attempted robbery while the customer's casualty stood up to go outside. Although the suspect snatched one lady's phone as she was walking outside. But eventually he was humiliated and appeared to be too much for him, so he ran out and got in his car and left. And I'm just trying to figure out what he did. He not look like a threat or something? Or, <laughs> he must not. Have. Nobody paid him no mind. He didn't get any money. He just ended up leaving out. I mean, you acting like you. Uh, it was just just crazy, you know. I mean, nowadays people are so immune to different things. You know, they they you know they know when they're being stuck up for real, for real. Well, you said he had his hand in a bag. In the bag. I mean, what was that about? So he was trying to make them think he mm. had a weapon. Yeah. But I guess because he never pulled out a weapon, they didn't pay him any mind. That is crazy. And you said the lady answered the phone? Yeah, while he was in there. The phone was ringing. The owner answered the phone. But nowadays, you keep acting like you're going to go on somewhere and play like a tough guy. You ain't going to get your ass shot because people are packing today. They really are. That, that is crazy. You got people out here don't go out unless they packing, so... So he finally Don't just left, twisted. got in his car, and drove rough. off. Yeah. All righty. Well, that wraps up the weird news. Um, I guess what we'll do is we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll be right back. 
It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Hi, right, welcome back to John Party One. He was Papa DJ Mio Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bones, my darling. Hi, right, Red Wine. Your turn for uh, I'm just saying what you're saying tonight. You know what? Tonight I'm just saying is a job for life still valid? Is that even a, a valid thing? A job for life. Now, I'm just asking everybody. Don't we all work under the premise? That if you have a job, if you don't do a good job or do well at your job, that you could potentially get fired or, at a minimum, you get reprimanded, right? If you're slacking on your job and you're screwing up, right, you could either get fired or you get reprimanded. Well, what I want to know is if the senators and the Congress people, if they have to get reelected at the end of their term and the president of the United States is only allowed to serve for two four-year terms, and that's only if he or she gets reelected for the second term. I'm struggling to understand who came up with this idea a long time ago that Supreme Court justices should serve lifetime appointments. Where did that even come from? I- I'm going to have to go and do some research to try to understand when did this start and who came up with this this idea to say if you get appointed to the Supreme Court you're in for life it's a permanent thing it's like a lifetime sentence like when you go to jail for life they say you serve you stay forever I just feel like how come they don't have to get reappointed like everybody else how come they don't ever risk getting fired like everybody else look at how much damage Some of these, not all, but some of these Supreme Court justices have done simply based on the fact of which president appointed them and the fact that the only way that they leave that job is if they retire or they die. What kind of job is it that the only way out is either you die or you retire? I'm just saying, is a job for life Still valid in this day and time I don't think so I think that these Supreme Court justices should have to answer for the decisions that they make to somebody who has a right to terminate them based on their job performance 
How come they don't get a job performance evaluation? And it's not about whether you agree with the decisions that they make, but it just needs to have some kind of balance or some kind of rhyme and reason to it. Because after all, they're the highest court in the land, but they still serve the people of the land. Well, at least that's the way I understood it. Their decision to destroy affirmative actions, positive benefits for black people is disappointing for one, but I think it's also short-sighted. I think they gave in to the pressure that they should have been above. They're not supposed to be, you know, or they're not supposed to succumb to the pressure. They're supposed to be like this self-contained entity that doesn't listen to the external pressure of what certain groups of people want them to do. They're supposed to get together, come up with a decision that's unbiased and all of that. But I don't see that happening, especially with affirmative action and on the topic of abortion. I know abortion is a hot key topic, but I just feel like how did they even allow themselves to get caught up in the middle of that one? They should have just punted on that one, but they didn't. And for all these people who keep saying uh, pro-life and abortion is two separate things, I mean, I'm just saying how, how I'm trying to get my words right. How do you say a person is pro-life and anti-abortion? That's what I'm trying to say. Pro-life, but you're also anti-abortion. If you're pro-life, then why can't you stand for a woman having control of her own life? Whatever decision she makes, I'm not saying you should go one way or the other. I'm saying let a woman make her own decision. That's her decision. Her body is her choice. That's all I'm saying. And for the Supreme Court to get caught up in this, they should have stepped out of that and said, let the states handle it. The states should have said, let the women handle it. But no, everybody politicized the topic, and now it's just a hot mess. I hope in the future we see a president that will stand up and say, with these Supreme Court justices, you're going to have to get put back in office. It's not going to be served for life. You're going to have to justify your existence. You're going to have to do a good job. And if you don't, you can get fired and get on out of there because this job for life is ridiculous, in my opinion. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying Everybody else has to keep proving themselves to keep a gig. So why not the Supreme Court justices? That's all I'm asking. How they get to keep their job for life, people like uh, Clarence Thomas, as much stupid stuff as he's done, now he's been busted with all of this stuff, with who got paid for what, money getting sent here and there, all of that. Why is he not getting fired? Why does he not get booted off of the Supreme Court? But he's on there for life because that's the way they roll, and that's some bull crap. But that's all I'm saying. <sighs> Stuff is out of control. I mean, what, what y'all think? Don't you think that they should not be on the, on the bench for life? No, that's what I agree. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Nobody else has a job for life, other than Mary and Barry. I've been no more than fifteen years. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's too long. I say no more. I'm like Marion Barry. Marion Barry was. I say Marion Barry was DC's mayor for life, but that was just you know we called him that, but he had to get reelected just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. I'm gonna get off my box. I get fired up, and that stuff is irritating. But okay. What are we doing? We're going to take a break, and then we're coming back with Living for the City with Papa Didi, or you you want to jump right in. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back uh, with Living for the City with Papa Didi. This is Kettle, and this is Redwine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night. For the Pajama Party, we're new. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party, we're new. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. Hi, welcome back to John Party One here with Property. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for a living for the city with Papa Didi. All right. Can, so I, can I say, uh, uh, like, like, just give me one minute, Papa. I right, just researched as far as the Supreme Court justice and why they are on there for life. Um, check this out. Uh, the founding fathers in their 18th century West Coast wisdom decided that Supreme Court justices ought to serve for life, provided that they were on, quote-unquote, good behavior. This was uh, meant to insulate justices from certain encroachments and oppressions that could threaten the uh, judiciary system. So good behavior, so like you said, uh, Red Wine, your boy is not on good behavior, so his ass needs to be out. I just wanted to put that tidbit in there. That's uh, something I found on the fire. Well, that's interesting. So then my question would be, mm-hmm. what what is considered bad behavior, and what do you do about it? Hmm. I agree. They need to do something about it, yeah. Um, you know, hold them to the higher standard. That, that's how I see it. I mean, and I don't think uh, Thomas has been on, quote, unquote, good behavior. At all, truly. No, not That's at all. No. So I guess until, you know, we as the people start making more noise about trying to get him either in peace or removed, you know, not too much is going to be done. So, yeah, I just want to put that out there. Thank you. Yeah, I wonder if it would take an act of Congress to get rid of some one of them. But, all right, we'll see. Thank you, Kel. All right, Papa Didi. You're welcome. Living for the city. What's happening in the city? 
Well, I definitely wanted to revisit that Hollywood thing again. Not as a situation where the, you know, our Hollywood wrap-up, not nowhere near that. But just on the fact that I think that this strike is going to expose a lot of people. Because I don't think that every actor in Hollywood is really loyal like that to things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. And they're about to get exposed to see what side you're really on. Because some of the main people now have a movie coming out. Matt Damon got that movie coming out called uh, something, the Inseparable, whatever name of it. They were they was at a uh, London premiere for it. And they stopped there. They didn't have a premiere because of that on the so-called solidarity thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that Matt Damon and all of them are in that same crowd, especially the, the chairman of the board. I know he's not in that same crowd. He may pay his little dues and everything, but he's in a whole other situation. The boy married to an Italian woman, George Cooney. Oh. Okay? George Cooney got his own thing going on, Okay. Um, what's the other boy's name? Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise got his own thing going on. These boys is making network ass money, and they're right in bed with the networks, the people that they trying to get money from. You know, so George Cooney, and it, they, they they don't. You know, Tom Cruise is a he's a player. You know, when when it comes to being an actor, he's a he's a bona fide actor. But you're not gonna tell me that George Cooney is hurting for anything. Because anything he wants to green light, whenever he wants to come out with some kind of romantic comedy or some type of, you know, him and old girl get together, girl play pretty woman. Oh, uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, him and Julia Roberts get together, they do what the fuck they want to do. And they make $20, 30000000 million like it ain't shit. Give it to the networks, the networks give them $10, 15 million, And everybody happy. We want to do something else. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. You know, people like that are in, in bed with them. Ben Affleck. People like that, you know, they just they are just connected with the networks. So they can play like they, you know, being, you know, oh, I'm a hurt like No, the fuck you ain't. You know, Ben Affleck's not hurting. Matt Damon's not hurting. George Cooney's not hurting. What's the other boy that's married that crazy-ass woman? Angelina Jolie. Oh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt ain't hurting. Robert De Niro ain't hurting. None of these jokers is hurting. And I'm speaking of all men. These white men ain't hurting. And that's a damn shame. And that's where that's where the line going to be drawn. And them people going to be exposed because you ain't going to see them on, on no camera talking about no network motherfucker. They in bed with them. They're in bed with them. So, you know, anyway, I'm a, that, that, I just want to make a brief on that particular tip. Think about that for a minute. Hmm. You know, especially the main dog is the chairman of the board, which is George Cooney. He's like the fucking Frank Sinatra back in the day. He's a new Frank Sinatra. He's a chairman of the board. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah, that's what Frank chairman Sinatra's name board. was. Chairman of the oh, board. Oh, okay. You never heard that before with Frank Sinatra? I did, that but was I was nickname. thinking nah. literally chairman Mm-mm. of the board. I was thinking Mm-mm. what board? Okay. George Cooney's the chairman of the board. Anything the fuck he touched turned to gold. Okay. It's just that simple. Anyway. I want to leave it at that. Give you something to think about on who's running Hollywood, representing these, uh, you know. Okay. Got gotcha. you. Got it? Yeah, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's really walking the picket lines? 
And who's sitting back going, hmm. don't mess with my money? Let me get this shit done. Okay, now. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll come back to Kettle, who's got the Hollywood wrap-up with other news that's going on in Hollywood, because I'm sure it's been nuts out there in Tinseltown, La La Land, and whatnot. So we'll be back on the other side of the room. Living just enough, just enough for the city. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you dang ride me. Um, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party, no yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to think. I don't know what number to call. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, call us at 914. 803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read off what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject to your own. We're, we're, we're liberal. We're easy. Eastern time. Eastern time. We're here at 9, 9 p.m. Friday nights at uh, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. West Coast. And uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains? Or <laughs> in the, yeah, 7 in the mountains. Uh, around Michigan. Central. Michigan and New Orleans and all that. We're like an hour back. Yeah, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15 CT time. CT time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's here 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to John Payne, Winnie Hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. So, um, ready to take it out to Hollywood or anything going on out there? Come on, come on with it. Yeah. Another statement of the year, huh? Yeah, exactly. All right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hollywood. ba 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 Hollywood. All right, so let us know what's going on in Hollywood. Well, well, well. I was a secret reporter. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to get ready to tell you guys where I've been. Um, I'm going to start off with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's Heartbeat Weekend was a celebration of love, life, and laughter in Las Vegas. Guess where I was. Ha, ha, ha. Held at the resort world in Las Vegas. Heartbeat Weekend featured several events, including Hart's final performances on his reality check tour. Um, it's one of the um, uh, world's most accomplished comedians, actors. Kevin Hart continues to expand his brand with uh, Heartbeat uh, Weekend. This was from um, taking place from July 6th through the 9th. July 6th was his actual birthday, and he was at Resorts World Las Vegas. Ha ha. Their uh, famous kettle was. The Action Pack Weekend was filled with a slew of events, including the inaugural Heartbeat Poker Invitational, uh, pool parties, um, the rock bells, late night comedy sets, more. He had people like J. Cole, Jack Harlow, Ludacris, um, 
Party Next Door, RLM Grimm, also T.I. showed up. Um, Mike Epps, he was there as well. So uh, he had a whole slew of folks there for his birthday celebration. I mean, he, he more or less shut down uh, Resorts World in Las Vegas, and uh, I got a, a little glimpse of that as well. So um, kudos to uh, Kevin Hart. He had a ball that night. Also, um, Jamie Foxx um, to produce the documentary about one of our GOATs, Luther Vandross. The news comes months after uh, another biopic based on the Grammy winner's only biopic uh, book, Luther, The Life and Longing of Luther Vandross, was announced. Um, Academy Award-winning actor Jamie Foxx is gearing up to tell the story of the life and remarkable career of the late musical iconic Luther Vandross. Wow. Fox will be producing the um, biopic film alongside British star Colin Firth. Um, the documentary will mark the first time Ben Gross's story is told. The artist who died in 2005 saw 11 consecutive platinum albums and 8 Grammy wins during his career. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That right. was 2005? Yep. Yep. My yep. God. Ben Gross Yep, it is a long time. Vandross initially uh, began his journey as an uh, entertainer, singing backup for artists including Shaka Khan, Donna Ross, Florida Flight, and many more. His debut album was met with acclaim going platinum following his release in 1981. The singer suffered from diabetes and hypertension, and he did die July the 1st, 2001. Suffer from a heart attack. He was only 54. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, also, T.I. says to make televised stand-up comedy debut in Comic View Reboot. The veteran comedian Kevin Hart and BET have teamed up for the show's revival. Uh, so in early 2020, the rapper T.I. stunned his fans with a surprising announcement. He was venturing into the comedy world. Wow. Filming for the uh, for the series took place over the weekend at Resorts World in Las Vegas um, as part of the night school um, stars and 44th uh, birthday celebration and wrapped up on um, July the 9th. Mike Epps um, hosted uh, Rubber Band Man, DC Young Fly, Russia Webb, Tommy Davidson, and a slew others were there as well. Okay. So Hart uh, spoke about reviving the classic series during an uh, interview with Variety, telling the outlet, I'm thrilled to partner with B&T for the return of the comic view. Okay, from the vet, as part of the Heartbeat Weekend, making uh, this uh, can't-miss celebration of comedy, music, and culture. Hmm, I remember that, the comic view. Wow. Okay. T.I. Comedy. Interesting. <laughs> Oh, boy. Let's see how that's going to go. Um, yeah, also, the news, Beyonce's... Yeah, that that is going to be interesting. Uh, Beyonce's mom, unfortunately, was robbed of $1 million in cash and jewelry. In a stunning turn of events, the mother of music icon Beyonce knows, Kenan knows Lawson, has become the latest victim of a brazen home invasion in L.A. Burglars uh, struck her Hollywood Hills residence, making off with a staggering haul of over $1 million in cash and jewelry. My thing is, if you have all this security, I don't get it. How do these people get mad? 
Well, this is the inside job. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I guess I just uh, wrapped up the case, huh? That's just, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. Unless you were doing doing it for the insurance money, who knows? I don't know. Um, also, Rihanna says uh, winning four or five Emmy nominations for Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, Rihanna, rain just won't let up. The bad girl just scored five Emmy nominations for her hysterical, I'm sorry, historical Super Bowl performance, which is now the most watched halftime show ever. Really? Besides oh, my, wow. my girl Mary J. Bob? I don't think so. The 14th performance is nominated for Outstanding Directing for Variety Special, Outstanding Musical Direction, Outstanding Production Design, Outstanding Technical Direction, and Camera Work for Special, and Outstanding Variety Special. Interesting. Okay. Atlanta Rihanna shares the Rock Nation head honcho, Jay-Z. Okay. Okay. We shall see what's going to happen. That's going to be interesting. And uh, that's a good segue to Jay-Z. Jay-Z Expedition, the book of Whole comes to the Brooklyn Public Library. Hmm. The New York installation includes awards, photos, clothing, music, interview clips, and more. Daisy is the subject of a temporary exhibition at the Brooklyn Public Library, Century Library. It's called The Book of Whole, and as noted in the statement and exhibition website, it includes thousands of archived objects including original recording masters, never-been-seen photos, iconic stageware, prestigious awards and recognition, and so on. Hmm, it opens July the 14th. The library has not yet announced when the exhibit will close. Hmm, interesting. Okay. All right, go ahead, Jay-Z. I see. You know, they also celebrating the 50 years of hip-hop and all that. So, I mean, kudos to Jay-Z. I feel like you need to do something with that head, but anyway, that's that's just that's just my opinion. And last but not least, I'm not, but that's the thing. Last but not least, I did see the iconic my boy Mission Impossible. It's called Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. So there's a part two. This is Mission Impossible number seven. My boy Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all humanity if it falls into the wrong hands. I'm sorry it fell into the wrong hands because I truly was disappointed in this particular Mission Impossible. That's my boy and all, but 1 to 10, I give it probably about a four and a half five. It's not enough action. Uh, it took a long time to get to the action, and it was more storytelling. I'm just a visual person. That's just me. But uh, I'm sorry, but he kind of disappointed me this time. So, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, if you like Mission Impossible, yeah, I guess you enjoy it, but I can't wait till number eight, which is next year, not until next year. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up for tonight. Okay. Wow. That's a low score. You gave it a four? Whoa. Yeah, sometimes it was like four and a half five. Okay. 
Sometimes those so-called action flicks could take a long time to get to the climax. You know, you'd be like, really? Yeah, it can't take too long to get for me. I need to see the action. <laughs> wanted to see him blow up yeah. some more stuff and chase some more people. I want to see some Sylvester Stallone, yeah. Arnold okay. but, but you know what? Oh, I have man. to say, I have to say, I have to say, his formula is uh, a good uh, chase. But he's always he's, he's he's always running and he's always on a motorcycle. So those two formulas they do work. So I give him that. Give him kudos for that. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. All right, Carol. Well, thank you so all much right. for that. Got all the all the mm-hmm. good info from what's happening other than the strike in Hollywood. All right. That mm-hmm. takes us down to the world famous Kiss It list. Papaditi, if you could tell everybody, what is the world-famous kiss-it list? The kiss-it list is people that showed their butt hiney over the last week or so, or month or so, for that matter. Okay. And uh, we compile it and uh, give them their props for shooting themselves in the foot. The first person I want to add is that boy, uh, what's his name? name Which one? Tommy Tuberville? Yeah, well, him too, but his name was uh, Eli. Ed Nerner would have a name of Eli. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Eli Crane. Crane. He's a Republican. I mean, he's a Republican uh, House of Representative from, uh, where is it, from Arizona? I believe so, yes, Arizona. Calling black people colored people. Yeah. So uh, this bill that I'm initiating is really, it's not really going to affect Black people or, or colored people, whatever you want to call them. What the fuck do you mean, colored people? Where the hell did that come from? Yeah. And that's, like I said, wasn't that written on uh, water fountains and stuff back in the day? Colored people? Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. What, what, how old is he? When the hell is he going to climb from underneath that rock? And then you got the other guy called Tommy Tubberware. His name is Tumberville. He's one holding up black people from being promoted to higher rank in the military. Because right. he's from Alabama, Alabama. He's, he's a racist yeah. ass, so he don't want black folks to progress either. So them two jokers, them two, one's a congressman and one's a senator, both of them jokers is just, you know, they're following their daddy and granddaddy's racist ass lead. And, uh, you know, I know your parents are good influences on you, but not when they're fucking racist. No. Anyway. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, girl. For her usual foolishness. Uh Oh, oh, wait a minute. Let me let me go to the phone lines. Pick up a caller. Uh, let's see who we got here. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hey, hey, Pajama Party. Hey there. You're How welcome. you doing? I'm good. I just wanted to add to the kisser list. Okay. Oh, okay. Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> I got. As much as I love my school, I got Universal College of Beauty. Uh oh. So are they asking like I colored live, people? Let me. Long story short, I live in the valley and my school is in Crenshaw, so that's about an hour drive every morning. So you gonna call me when I'm halfway there? I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, which is what I do every day. And you're going to call me when I'm halfway there wasting gas to tell me that school is closed today without just sending a memo last night. 
Uh, also, AI technology. Yeah. Artificial intelligence is on the kiss it list. I'm putting network executives on the kiss it list. Y'all need to stop being so greedy, trying to keep all the money. You didn't do all the work. Why do you feel like you need to get all the money? That's not right. Uh, Supreme Court justices that just go along with whoever is in your pocket that you're doing their bidding instead of doing the job that you were put there to do, whoever that may be, if the shoe fits, you're on the kiss it list. Uh, anybody else? Who am I missing? Who else? We're on a roll now. Who else we want to put on the kiss it list? Oh, Donald Trump, number 45. Put 45's lying behind on the kiss it list. Uh, and the other girl, when used to be governor of South Carolina. Oh, the ex-governor of South Carolina. Who is that? Um, the female. Huckabee? No, that's not Huckabee. South Carolina. Uh, I can't think of her name, but the ex-governor of South Carolina. Yeah, her. she was the uh, in charge of the. Uh, oh gosh, with the uh, with the black hair. What is her name? Yeah, well, died. She's old. The one that was claiming she was Indian. Yeah, can't forget her name. Oh, I can't think of her name either. Yeah. But her. Yeah. She's her. on the kiss it list. Yeah. That was Trump's girl, but now she's going against him. They don't know what they want to do. No, there. they don't know what they so want to do. It's going to be a mess come primary time. All right. Anybody else? Oh, I got All the liars, all the cheaters, all the con artists. Oh, I did have one more. I don't know what state it was, but I saw a video of, unfortunately, a black woman who showed up at a crime scene and said she was an ASL sign language interpreter, she was lying her behind off. She did not know ASL any more than you do. the man in the moon. And she was over there doing some foolishness is what it was. I saw the video. She was over there doing the Dougie. Then she was doing like, you know, like looking like she was doing the dap. Doing all kind of stuff, rolling her hands and roll to the left, roll to the right, call herself doing interpretation of the police, explaining a crime scene where somebody lost their life. And I'm like, first of all, stop disrespecting the deaf community. That's number one. But then you also disrespected whoever just lost their life and their family. That was disrespectful. And then third, you disrespected yourself. Because you put your whole face on that screen, everybody saw you. I'm sure by now they already tracked her down, and they should have arrested her for impersonating a sign language interpreter. But I'm putting her on the kiss-it list, because why would you clown yourself like that? Yeah. So she's on the kiss-it list. Anybody else? No. All right. Well, we have a special prize for everybody on this week's kiss-it list. And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. my You better my This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just 
Hi, welcome back. It's John Party One Hills Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, we're down to the last right. word. The last word. Mm-hmm. What's your well, last word, Papa D? My last word is, like I said, them two guys in the uh, the one congressman, the one senator. The, the senator who's saying that the white nationalists aren't racist, they're American. I mean, this man is truly from Alabama, and he's truly speaking on how he really feels about stuff, and it's coming out. It's amazing how people, they're a certain way their whole life, and all of a sudden it starts to ooze out of their pores, you know what I mean? They've been racist their whole life, and they've become senators and things like that, and after a while, their true self kind of creeps out, and it's Stuff's starting to creep out for this man. He's saying stuff to people saying, wow, that's interesting. But that's how he was raised. That's what he was taught. So that's his backdrop. You got to understand, like I said, our our parents and grandparents are big influences on us. And sometimes with these, these racist people, if their parents are racist coming up, that's what they are deep down inside because, you know, they're influences of their parents, you know. So this shit's oozing out. Now that he's 70, 75 years old, he can't help himself. He's half crazy and shit, losing his mind. And he's going back to his roots and speaking on what he did. Made his money, got his life, got his security. Now he's like, fuck it, I'm who I am. So he's just turning back into who he really is. Anyway, him and the other boy calling us color people. Damn, what the, what the fuck? Where'd you go back to fucking uh, Rosa Parks and shit? You know, anyway. All right. Go ahead, what you got? Uh, well, my last word is... To the Hollywood crew, stay strong, stand firm, stand for what's right, stand for what you deserve. Don't give up, don't give in. And that's my last word. Kettle, over to you. What's your last word? Oh, boy. I don't know. I might be speaking tonight. <laughs> um, kudos to Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority for... Um, creating a platform for uh, black women to uh, be not be financially free. Um, find some means of, um, to being financially free. I mean, that was a hell of an idea. Whoever thought of it. Um, like I say, kudos to them. And I feel honored that the um, sorority was founded here in Washington, D.C. Uh, on Howard campus. H.U., you know. You so, know. Uh, feeling pretty good about that, yeah. So um yeah, just kudos to um Alpha Kappa Alpha and that's the royalty. So Yep. yep. All right. That's my last word. Okay. Well, that'll do it for us for another episode of A Pajama Party Show. Uh thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks to our callers, thanks to our listeners from coast to coast. You know how we do this every Friday night. Uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, and you figure it out if you're in between. Uh, We'll do it again next Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, so be sure to tune in. And we're going to say goodnight. Where's Papa Didi? We're going to say goodnight to everybody. And, uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us. Check us out online at apajamaparty.com. And you can find us wherever you get your podcast to hear previous episodes of A Pajama Party Show. 
So that's it for us. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. And this is Red Blonde saying good night. Adios, arrivederci, ciao, peace, deuces. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night. And good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh,